welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hope and today we are talking about Earth to Echo, speaking with Teo Ham, Alexander, the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day, Dracula Untold, favorite scary slash Halloween movies. So right now we are speaking with Willie about Alexander, the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. Thank you for joining us today, Willie. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing absolutely fabulous. So, Willie, can you tell me a little bit about this film? Yes, this movie is about a child named Alexander who always has terrible days. And then on the day, on the night, pardon me, on the night of his birthday, he wishes that his family could finally feel the way he feels most days, which turns out to be a disaster, as you can tell by the title. And he learns that you have to be careful what you wish for. Yeah, especially on your birthday, because like birthdays are awesome. I just had one happy birthday to me, <laughs> so just wanted to put that in. Uh, this movie, or film, I should say, is based on the best-selling book by Judith Voris, Viorist. Um, how, how do you think, do you, could you tell that it was based off a book, or could you, could you not tell? Because sometimes, like, The Hunger Games and Divergent, you can, you can really tell, even if you never read the book. Well, it, it seems like something that would be a good, conceivable, original idea. Mm -hmm. But since I knew it was adapted going into it, I, I could tell. Oh. Uh, that's true, yeah. Sometimes I go into things not even knowing, and it's like, whoa, that was a book. But then after you go over it, like the lines and the way they said it, it's like, yeah, that was definitely a book. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. So who is your favorite character in this film? It is definitely the dad. And it's because Steve Carell is one of my favorite actors. So, you know, it's, uh, it's only fitting that his character is my favorite. He is a great actor. I mean, he's he's very very funny, and he's been in a lot of a lot of um, very very good films. Um, so, with this film, do you see like the see some of the bad things happening in real life? Because obviously, by the title, there's a lot of a lot of mishaps, a lot of problems. Do you see any of those things actually happening in real life? The thing about this film, which makes it appeals to kids so well, is that the events are so inconceivable and silly. Um, uh, I can see a couple of things happening. Like, there's one scene where you know the kid goes to hit a flag and the bookshelves come come down. That's about as realistic as it gets. Okay. Well, at least that's good because when kids see this and it's like a lot of the things could happen and are happening to kids now, it's I think they would get scared more than enjoying the film because it's like, well, this could happen to me and this could happen to me. So I'm glad that they made it so out of reach, like, realistically. So what is your favorite part in this film, like, favorite scene? Oh, man, that's, that's tough. Um, I love the scene when Steve Carell's clothes get caught on fire in the middle of the, of the restaurant and he has to dip them inside of the fish tank to a... Uh, oh, Okay. <laughs> And why is this your favorite scene? It made me laugh the hardest. <laughs> uh, Steve Carell, like I said, he's just a really, really great actor, and he plays the scene perfectly. Yeah, when 
I, I go into Red Lobster and places with fish tanks a lot. And the fact that your clothes got on fire and you put it where, you know, fish do their business all the time. <laughs> it's kind of like, okay, so would you rather have a jacket that's burning up or would you rather have a jacket that's been in that? So I picked the fire because you can just replace it. Anyway, how about the age range of this film? What do you, what do you think the age range of this film is? Anyone from 7 to 18 and even into adulthood can enjoy this film. It's really the definition of a family movie. And since you said a family movie, do you think there are other genres of this film or do you think it's just a family family children film? Other than a family comedy, I don't really see any other genres that can be attached to it. No. Yeah, that that makes sense because I've seen a lot of films that are like family, like Family Night and it's great and then it's also comedy because no four-year-old wants to see monsters and corrupt their little childhood life <laughs> so yeah. i'm glad that you that little kids don't get scarred for life so you're listening to the voice america kids network i'm your host brianna hope Beaton, and today you're listening to voice america kids and today we are talking about alexander the terrible horrible no good very bad day earth to echo speaking with teo hom dracula untold and favorite scary slash Halloween movies. So right now, let's continue speaking with Willie about Alexander, the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. And we were just speaking about how little kids can watch this without being scarred for life and without um, having nightmares for the rest of their life. So that's pretty good. Um, so Willie, one of, one of the taglines for this film is, so then that happened. How do you think that correlates with this film or how do you think that meshes with that with with this film it, it really foreshadows the randomness and the inconceivability of the events that happen in the film i mean some of the things that happen really make you think wow that just happened which yep. goes right along with the tagline so. <laughs> now a lot of i feel like everyone has that has those moments though it's like case okay, so um that just happened. Let's just move on with our lives. Because exactly. It, it leaves you speechless. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, don't know what to say with that. So, but I feel like we all have those moments. It's all kind of like a, okay, <laughs> we'll just get on with that. That's how so the how, film is really relatable. Yeah. It's, it, it looks very random and, I mean, not random as in bad, but like his life is just really random. Yeah, so how many stars out of five do you give this film? I give this film um, three out of five stars because it is very entertaining and it will make the kids happy and the adults will smile, but I, I don't feel it, you know, it really is something that you'll remember months or even years from now. It's a, it's a, it's a good entertainment. Good entertainment. Is that the only reason why it's three out of five or it, it was really like, it was very entertaining, but you won't, it's not like one of the greatest movies. It doesn't, doesn't, you know, there's, I don't mean this in a bad way, but it's, there's nothing really exceptional about it. It's just really entertaining and it's really fun to watch. And oh, really I, I get what you're saying. I have films like that. It's like, well, it was a great film, but, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't watch it again and again and again. But I understand a lot of great films can do that. They can be awesome, amazing, but you just don't watch them again. So were there any messages or morals to this film? Um, yes, and of course... Um, you know they were they were pretty easy to catch. The message of the film is that even though you have a bad day, there's still a silver lining, and you can always find something to fall back on that'll make you happy in the end. Yeah, um, a few days ago was my birthday, 
well, actually, a week ago today. Anyway, um, it started out really, really rough. But in the end, my mom's like, my mom kept saying, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. And I'm like, okay. And it ended up being really, really good. I went to Dave and Buster's and everything. <laughs> so if you could be any one of the characters, who would you be and why? Um, I would be Alexander because nothing bad happens to me on my birthday. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the other characters have so much stuff happening to them. I, I wouldn't want to be them. No. <laughs> no, it's like, I want my life to be totally fine. No randomness. I just want to live okay. <laughs> I don't want to die. <laughs> so how about the cinematography? I mean, I, this is real live action film, but how do you think the cinematography was? Um, there wasn't really much to show off. You know, there aren't any um, sweeping epics. It was, the lighting was, you know, standard lighting for, for a film. I, it was good for what it was, but it was nothing um, exceptional. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean... It's like some films, like, I feel like when it's action films, like action and thriller and, and stuff like that, I feel like those have the more, like, intense lighting because they want you to see every single detail about it. But with films like comedic or or um, just a drama, um, I'm not saying that the lighting is worse. I'm just saying that they don't, I feel like, in my opinion, they don't need to, like, highlight every single thing. So I, I definitely understand what you're saying. Um, right. Is there anything that, parents should look out for when taking their kids to see this film or is it pretty okay it's it's pretty okay there's there's one instance in which something a little on the edge is said but it's nothing big like i said seven-year-olds can go to see this it's a it's a very family-friendly film so there's nothing parents should be like oh my gosh about okay well that's that's good to know at least it's not like they like the trailer looks so nice and and not not PG-13 <laughs> and then they go see the film and it's like a bunch of stuff that you know people under should, <laughs> under 13 shouldn't see so because they've done that sometimes they do it where it's like okay so this is it and then at the last minute they add it and then send it to the theater and it's like okay so I wasn't really prepared for that but yep, yep. well Willie thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about Alexander the terrible horrible no good very bad day thank you for having me and happy belated birthday to you thank you Thank you for saying that. <laughs> it's in theaters now, so please check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Beaton from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. 
It's Kids and Cars. If you could get behind the wheel of your favorite hot car, where would you take it? Join your hosts, who are both car enthusiasts, as they take you inside, on the road, and past the pits with your favorite concept cars. This is your chance to burn rubber and leave the others behind in the dust. Tune in to Kids and Cars, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. If you miss the show, you might as well be stuck in the garage. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Beaton, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. And today we have just finished speaking to Willie about Alexander the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. And we were talk- We are talking about Dracula Untold favorite scary slash Halloween movies and the equation of life. So right now let's continue speaking with Patrick and Simone about Alex about Dracula and Tom. So Patrick, how are you doing today? I am very well. Thank you for asking and happy birthday to you. I heard it was your birthday. <laughs> Thank you. I just feel of so course. much love today. <laughs> of and course. S- and Simone, how are you? I'm doing very well. Happy belated birthday to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the present. Love you. Love you. (laughs) So, Patrick, please tell us all about the plot in Dracula Untold. Okay. So, Dracula Untold is a new adaptation of the of the book Dracula. I mean, of the, yeah, of the movie, of the book Dracula. <laughs> um, the movie is amazing, you guys. Um, it starts off with um, Vlad the Impaler. Um, he's played by Luke um, Evans, and he is the king of a very medieval um, empire. Um, and so far, um, there's been um, about 20 years of peace. But suddenly, the Turks come, and the Turks are very scary warriors. They have thousands and thousands of soldiers ready to fight. And so Vlad is really worried because um, they've received a threat. And they said that they need about uh, 1,000 young kids to join their army. And so that's a sacrifice that the empire does not want to give to the Turks. So thus, Vlad climbs this mystical mountain and finds this um, kind of like old, shriveled up um, demon vampire that kind of guarantees that if you drink my blood, you'll become a vampire and your empire will be saved because you will have ultimate power. And so from then on, he gets this this magical power to fight off the Turks, but we don't know if he wins or he loses, and that's basically the plot. Nice. <laughs> there you go. It was very long, but I fitted it, you guys. It's okay. It's okay. You tried. You tried. Yes. So, um, I I have started reading the actual book of Dracula because oh, great. I. Yeah, I we have to do a book essay for school, and I was like, might as well read Dracula. So, and then I saw the trailer for this film. I'm like, whoa! Like. The movies are, like, reading my mind. Yeah. So I'll probably read the book and then watch the movie. So it'll have some sort of connection. Yeah. <laughs> so, Simone, how is the overall production? Like, all the – everything put together, how do, you, how do you think that played out? I mean, it was amazing. The um, special effects and the visuals just look so cool on the big screen. The movie really surprised me because I thought it was just going to be very predictable, but – Everything surprised me about this movie. I mean, the whole storyline and the costuming and the music all put together was just so amazing. And I had a fun time watching it. 
Ah, don't you mean amazing zing? Yes, amazing <laughs> Thank zing. You. Thank you. <laughs> so I, I totally understand what you're saying because right now when I when I'm listening to Patrick and you're saying this storyline and I thought it was like Dracula, but like they added an extra word to make it look like it was a different movie, but it really wasn't. <laughs> but now that I hear about it, it's like, okay, so this is definitely a totally different movie. <laughs> um, I'm sure it still has some aspects of the original Dracula that they cannot ignore. So that's, I, yeah, let me ask you about that. Did you, um, Patrick, did you, have you seen the original Dracula? Or- I have not seen the original Dracula, but from what I've heard, um, this is the, um, the origin um, it, the origin story of Dracula before Dracula was Dracula, and so that's what um, that's what I've heard so far. <laughs> okay, so at least it has some sort of some sort of originality, to, not originality, but it has some connections to connections, it. Because if yeah. it's just totally different, then it's like, well, why is it called Dracula? And told yeah. <laughs> um, so Simone, are there? How are the emotions? Because like the actors, like Matt. Sazma, uh, Burke, Sharpless. How do you think their acting was? I mean, in every actor. I mean, all the actors did a wonderful job using the script and, you know, bringing the story to life. Um, some of the emotions that I felt watching the movie, of course, you know, I was scared. I was sad. I was surprised. <laughs> I mean, just all, it was a, a roller coaster of emotions the whole movie. My favorite character had to be Charles Dance, who played, you know, the master vampire who was a uh, thing in the cave, like Patrick was saying. Um, <laughs> and he just scared the whole audience, not even me, but we were all just really, I was really so intrigued. <laughs> I know it was just really scary how he just um, portrayed his character, but it also made us want to watch it more and see, you know, where is this going to take us? Well, I'm glad you said that because your description, Patrick, of a shriveled, shriveled up thing, that was that was priceless. So I'm glad you said that. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Beaton, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we are talking about Dracula Untold, favorite scary slash Halloween movies, and the equation of life. So right now, let's continue speaking with Patrick and Simone about Dracula Untold. And we were just speaking about the thing in the cave and how... <laughs> <laughs> that scared a lot of people, and it was very scary. See, I don't really do scary movies because that's Raven's thing, so shout out to Raven, even though she's not here right now. <laughs> but um, scary movies aren't my thing, so <laughs> I probably won't be able to watch half of this film. So, Patrick, tell me about the special effects because it does seem like it would have a lot of them. Yes, this movie is full of special effects. Um, I researched the movie, and they filmed in lots of parts in Spain, and lots of the scenes are filmed in Europe, but it does not look like Europe, you guys. This place looks like a magical, mystical place in uh, um, a different world. Um, The graphics are just spot on. They are stunning. Um, One of my favorite scenes is when um, Vlad, the Impaler, he um, becomes the vampire and he has this mystical power where when he runs, he turns into like a thousand bats. And so he's not even a human form anymore. And I thought that special effect was really amazing. That's cool because it's like it's like if I ran and I turned into a thousand bats, it's like whoa, that is part of my eye. That bat is that bat is my belly button. There you go. <laughs> I'd be like, no belly button, no, exactly. don't go. And then it's like someone shoots the bat, and it's like he's missing his belly button. I thought that was cool. Anyway, <laughs> Simone, what is there anything that parents should look out for when taking their youngsters to see this film? Because I do know that it from the from the plot line and from the 
um, from the title, it seems like it must be a little for a little bit older audience. So how is there anything that parents need to look out for? I mean, I'm like you, Brianna. I don't really do scary stuff. I mean, it was a little bit of stretch for me to actually go see this movie, but I think the main thing parents watch out for is some of the, um, there's some adult situations in this movie, mm-hmm. and some of just the, I don't want to say situations again, but like the language or the plot and what happens in the movie, some of that could be a little, you know, intense, new yeah. and intense for um, younger kids, but overall, it was a pretty good movie. Yeah, I, I, I can see that because it is PG-13. So, you know, you kind of expect some things. Um, so, Patrick, I forgot your name for a second. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no Patrick, worries. What is the, since she just talked about what parents should look out for, what age range do you give this film? Um, the age range of this movie would definitely have to be around 13 and above. But even when you're 13, I was... If I was 13 and I was watching this movie, I would be so scared. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of graphic fight scenes, definitely. Um, there are a lot of graphic um, images, too. Um, I can't say what it is because it is very, very graphic, but definitely parental guidance is very suggested for like kids <laughs> that are um, around 13. <laughs> Instead of PJ-13, it's like um, parental guidance um, mandatory. <laughs> yes, mandatory. <laughs> it's mandatory. You cannot see yeah. this film if you're under Definitely. 13. Uh-huh. Yeah, when you said 13, I'm like, yeah, I'm only one year away, but I'm not. I'm two years away. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> um, so, Simone, how about some of the scenes? Like, some of the scenes from the trailer look very intense. How did... Because sometimes when you see trailers, it's like, oh, that looks like it's going to be a good film. And then you actually see the film and it's like, well, that wasn't the best film. So how do you think the trailer compared to the film? How do you think that compared? Well, when I saw the trailer, I thought it was just going to be, you know, another vampire movie when it's just basically lots of fighting and, you know, animation didn't really have a Mm storyline. But when I actually went to see the movie, it was very different. I mean, they did a great job developing the characters and, you know, giving a feel for, you know, who Dracula was. He was a real person before this all of this happened to him. So I think the trailer could, you know, put more characters and put more, you know, plot line into it so it could tell people, like, this isn't just violence and goriness and blood. I know there is blood in it, but it's not just blood. Yeah, I, I can I can understand that because sometimes they're like, well, we need to add this scene and this scene and this scene, but you have to make sure that not all the scenes look exactly the same because that's the only right. thing they're going to get out of that. They're going to be like, okay, so it's about a lot of fighting and a lot of intensity and it has no plot. Okay, thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Patrick, how many stars do you give this film? Um, I would say four out of five stars. Um, this movie is a great movie, but um, this is Universal's um, revival of its monster series. If you guys didn't know, Universal's back then had a really big year with like lots of monster movies, like The Mummy and movies that like that. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was very scary. And so um, this was their like kind of like comeback from that. And so they tried. They were successful at it but some of it was not very fluid um the scenes were cut very um differently and like i don't know the the cuts were a bit different uh, weird for me because there will be um a scene where like vlad is standing and then suddenly it's a blackout um and so that was a bit confusing for me and the graphics were a bit too realistic (laughs) and but yeah overall it's a really good movie and four stars out of five 
Oh, I, I understand that because when you see a blackout and it's just this thing, it's like, yeah, they start the next scene, but you're still hung up on the last scene. You're exactly. like, Wait, I have no idea. And then you yeah. miss part of the first scene. It's like, okay, well, don't know what's going on now. <laughs> yep, exactly. So I, I definitely understand what you're saying because that has happened to me a few times where I'm like, I have no idea. And then after a certain amount of time, you're just like, yeah, I'm just not following this anymore. And then yeah, you start yeah. eating popcorn and saying like, whoa, that guy has some big hair. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> well, Patrick and Simone, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about Dracula Untold. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us. It's always a pleasure speaking to both of you. It's in theaters now, so please check it out. And it's just inside for Halloween. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Brianna Hopeton from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the Tech Team, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Are you ready to explore the amazing world under the sea? Your host is a certified scuba diver, explorer, he likes to cook, and most of all, he's just a kid like you. You'll find out a lot more lies under the sea than what you've seen on TV, in movies, and even in aquatic parks. You'll learn about all kinds of fish, as well as other sea creatures. We'll take you to some exotic destinations and so much more. There's a whole big world under sea just waiting to be discovered. Tune in to Under the Sea, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Kids. Every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly, our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Kids. What about the world concerns you? Is it future success? Is it world issues? Are you just looking to change the world in general? 
Tune in to What Up World. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, or what you look like. Everyone is entitled to the same chance for success. Follow your dreams. Move forward. Make a difference. Tune in to What Up World every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Thank you and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we've been talking about the films Alexandra and the Terrible no good, very bad day. And also, we were just talking about Dracula Untold. We're also going to be talking about the films, The Equation of Life. Right now, we're talking, in the spirit of Halloween, we're talking about the classic scary movies. With our expert with everything creepy, kooky, and all around ooky, Raven Devaney. <laughs> that was an awesome description of me. Thanks, Keeper. Thank you. And how are you doing right now? <laughs> I'm doing very well. Very happy that it's October. It's my favorite time of year. How are you? Fantastic, as for your sa- for the same reasons. So, talk a little bit about since the horror genre has been around ever since pretty much the creation of filmmaking from Dracula Nosferatu. to what do you think about the progression of horror, not just its own genre, but just the progression of film in general? Um, well, I think the progression of horror films has been very interesting to watch. Um, I think definitely watching older scary movies, they're almost... Um, a little bit more creepy because they just have this like, vintage element to them, obviously, because they are a little bit vintage. And I think just watching um, the way, I mean, you can tell watching, you know, more recent, anim- or not animations, uh, more recent scary movies, just like the effects and um, the ways that they show, like the creepy creatures, if there are um, such things or like paranormal activity and stuff like that. They use a lot more um, computer effects to do that. Whereas in the olden days, we shall call it, there was just <laughs> a lot of like fake blood and like like um, puppets that they would use and like all this stuff. So it was a lot more hands-on and more real. I think um, vintage movies have been in the past. <laughs> yes, and uh, the way the vintage because. Back then, black and it was the black and white area, and it mm-hmm. made the look of the films even more dark and just this eerie kind of feeling. I mean, I have a book that has legendary movies, and one of them is Frankenstein. Uh-huh. And the the beginning page is this this sort of silhouette side um, of Frankenstein's face, and that's just such a I want to say gorgeous picture, but it's also terrifying. So it's the nostalgic feeling of horror films is still to this day in the spirit of Halloween. Absolutely. And well, and speaking about Frankenstein, I mean, you look at the old classic Frankenstein, it's so, it's like just classic horror, even though you might not watch it today and be terrified of it because older movies can sometimes also be like a little bit more comical to us now, I think, because we're so inundated with all of this really actually terrifying stuff. But like you look at the older Frankenstein and all of that stuff, um, like, you know, his makeup and everything, it's all done with makeup effects and all that stuff. And then you look at the newer, like, I, Frankenstein, <laughs> which recently came out, which I'm not going to talk too much about since no. I was the biggest fan. But um, that yeah. stuff was all done with, like, CGI and, and whatnot. So it's definitely a lot more, I don't know, I, I guess a lot more of detail and attention goes into the older movies and making them really creepy. And it's not just all done on computers. Well, speaking, since 
back there was more about atmosphere and not essentially not essentially just about how the monster looks by CGI. Mm-hmm. What do you think about like since Annabelle's coming out, which I'm not going to go see because I'm not much of a horror movie it's fan with that. It's so scary. Oh my god, it's so scary. But with that coming out, what do you think nowadays horror movies are trying to get out of? Is it because like there's camera shots and mo- mo- they focus on the monster? What do you think about? Um, I think there's a lot of of paranormal activity that has been focused on in most scary movies that have been coming out recently. Um, just like all sorts of like ghosts and creepy stuff along those lines. So I think a lot of the um, the like atmosphere and I guess like the the set and whatnot is kept fairly simple because most um, scary movies that you see nowadays, like I said, are paranormal activities stuff and they happen in houses and. There's a lot of, like, suspense and and darkness and whatnot. Um, But then, you know, uh, several years ago, it was more centered around less about ghosts and and whatnot and more around, like, monsters or um, crazy, like, mass-murdering villains (laughs) and whatnot. So I think that's definitely been a change for sure. Also, for viewers out there, Annabelle is weird. I, this, don't go see it unless you're... Yeah, don't go see it. Well, it's just terrifying. I love scary movies, and I was horrified. Me and my friend, we were sitting in that movie, and we were like, can we leave? Can we please leave? It's so scary. Um, but yeah, so yeah, don't, don't so, watch it. <laughs> yes, because our, our expert here is 17, and she's able to go check out these kind of films. So leave it to the professionals. Yes. Don't try this at home, kids. <laughs> You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and today we're talking about the films Alexandra and a Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day, Dracula, The, Unto- the Untold, and also the films The Equation of Life. Right now we're talking to Raven Devaney about the scary classic films and how nowadays, uh, nowadays that it's much more about the atmosphere and just talking about these classic films for the spirit of Halloween. So... Raven, give a brief summary of, like, your favorite classic Halloween movies. Oh, my gosh. Well, there are really, really so many that I just love. Um, But I think especially since, you know, Kids First does center around a lot of family stuff, scary movies don't have to be something that you watch alone in your room at night and you're terrified and you have to, like, sneak them from your parents because they're so scary and you know you won't be allowed to watch them. They're actually, like, I think some of my favorite classic films are, like, family horror films, I'd say. Um, so, like, Hocus Pocus. I love, I love Hocus Pocus. And it's always on during Halloween, and I'm just, like, obsessed with it. And that came out in, um, like, 1993, I think. Yeah. And then also, like, The Gremlins. I love The Gremlins. Um, because it's also, like, a little bit funny, too. And so I think, like, some of my favorite, like, horror genre movies are like the family comedy scary movies that you see um so also like beetlejuice oh. and you know stuff along those lines <laughs> what i think is funny is like with anything like since you mentioned beetlejuice tim burton mm-hmm. i always watch his stuff christmas and halloween so right. like <laughs> like the nightmare before christmas always a halloween classic and always a christmas classic exactly. edward's his hands that's more of a Christmas classic to me, I and yet I watch it Halloween. 
Yeah, I love Edward Scissorhands is amazing. Like pretty much anything by Tim Burton. If you like scary movies, but you also want to watch like a movie with your family, watch a Tim Burton movie because it's so good. Like just I don't know on all of his movies too. They're not. They're, it's not just about like scaring people, which is what I don't like about scary movies. I hate scary movies where like all they do is just try to like freak people out. Um, I like movies where they make you like think about other stuff too. So like psychological thrillers or, you know, in Tim Burton's case, he often addresses a lot of, um, issues in society through his movies. Um, and especially like in Edward Scissor's hands, he's addressing like the fact that we are afraid of what we don't understand and we don't really like look at people for who they are on the inside. We just look at like their scary exterior. So that is a good movie to watch if you like scary movies, if you like Christmas movies, if you like good messages. It's just it's just a good movie all around. Well you were just mentioning about what makes a good scary movie. What does make a good scary movie? Is it, is it the jump scares? Is it the visual? Is it the atmosphere? What is it to you? I think there are so many subgenres within scary movies. So oh, yes. What makes a good slasher film is obviously if there's lots of, like, blood and guts and you're like, oh, my gosh, that's so scary. And then, you know, um, with, like, mysteries, mysteries can definitely be scary movies. So definitely having, like, a good plot around that. Um, you know, with thrillers, definitely keeping the suspense and jump scares are super important. But always, if there's too many jump scares, then you're like, come on now. Come on. I know <laughs> something's going to jump out and I know I'm going to get scared, but, like, I know it's happening. So... I think it's really just a balance of keeping the viewers heart racing and like tapping into their fears, but also, you know, making them think about stuff. And definitely the realism is super important. But then again, a lot of like more classic scary movies can often be not super realistic and it makes yeah. them awesome. So I really think it just depends on the subgenre and just like, you know, the goal that the film is going for. Mm. When you said psychological drama, I still reminded of this is a very old black and white film called The Haunting. Mm -hmm. So that was that that was a very psychological film. So yeah, or like Psycho. Mm. Psycho. Oh, so good. <laughs> but that's Alfred Hitchcock again. The kids try to stay with Charlie Brown's um, Halloween and yes. Nightmare Before Christmas <laughs> if we can. Well, thank you very much, um, Raven, for talking about these classic scary movies. I'm definitely going to be popping in a VHS of one of them. Right after this radio show. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And everybody, enjoy Halloween and watch some funny, scary family movies with your family or watch some really scary movies with your friends and just enjoy Halloween in October in the fall because that's the best time of year in my opinion. With that said, happy Halloween, everybody. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune in to Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. 
The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Thank you. Welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm, I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and today we were just talking about classic scary movies with Raven Devaney and also talking about the films Alexandra and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day, and Dracula Untold. Right now I'm talking with Willie on the film by Jerry Oz, uh, our fellow kids' first critic, The Equation of Life. How are you doing, Willie? I'm great. How are you? Fantastic. So, talk about the story of this fantastic film coming out in October 14th. The Equation of Life is... Is a, is a movie about the interconnected stories of a sister that has lost, a victim having to deal with change, and a protagonist that has to choose a path based on what his past has given him. And it's just a wonderful film with a great story. My friend, you summed up that movie in a few words, and that was beautiful, I have to say. Thank you. That, so, since this is a film about bullying... What would you say about, uh, how do you think um, Jerry Oz tackles the subject matter? I think Jerry did a fantastic job. He, he, really, he really comes off as a very mature person through his filmmaking. He, he has such a wonderful look and a realistic look at the situation he presented. I, I think it's fantastic. He did a great job. Agreed. He, he, he did this when he was 10, and he created this film, he'd, he'd written, directed this, and starred as a very mature filmmaker, so that comes across beautifully in this film. What did you think about the other actors in this film? I thought they all did a very good, believable job. Um, they don't, their acting doesn't hinder the film at all. You still get the message, and it still draws you in, and it moves you. And is there any particular scene that really... Um, supports your opinion on that? No, I, I feel all the scenes really support the film itself. And I was, I was just moved by all of the scenes put together to create the movie. I wasn't moved by one particular scene. All of them together really hit me. And do you think, if you were bullied in the past, or if you know someone who was bullied, do you think if they watched this film, they would really connect to it? I do. I, I don't think it's just the ones that were bullied. I think bullies themselves can yes. connect to this movie as well. Totally agree. There's, there's a wonderful point of view from our bully in this film. And speaking of that, wh what do you think about this film and all its point of views? I mean, it doesn't just go through the eyes of the victim, but just the family, the bully, the mom. Like, what is your take on that? I think it's brilliant. I think the only way to get a message across is to show how it affects everyone and that everyone is affected by them. In so many films, the protagonist comes off as this villain, this really bad guy. But when you can relate to all the characters and their situations, it makes the movie that much more powerful. And I feel Jerry did a wonderful job with that. Agreed. That's what's great about filmmaking is if you're able to identify with the character, it makes it even more of a powerful, memorable film. So that's always great to see. So... What would you say your favorite character in this whole entire film was? My favorite character? Um, I really related to the sister. 
Mm. So I, I, I um, she was my favorite character because I, I felt her pain the most. Mm. In what way did you relate to her? Um, just when it comes to loss, mm. um, you know, grieving, um, how you're pushed to the edge when you, when you're caught in that situation of grief. I, uh, it really, um, I could relate to that. Mm. And what would you say about the the camera angles and? how it's shot, especially since this was done. I love, my favorite shot was in this scene was, in this movie, was him filming himself. That's, I feel that's a very defining picture in film. The thing about independent cinema is that you, you really get these great risks taken by filmmakers and they often pay off. Yes. And Jerry using the kind of camera he used gave it a much more real documentary type look. And like you said, the, the scenes in which he films himself are really brilliant ways of breaking the fourth wall without breaking the fourth wall, like um, like an offbeat narration. Mm. That's fantastic. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and today we were talking about the films Alexandra and the, and the horrible, no good, terrible, very bad day, Dracula Untold, and also classic scary movies for the month of October. So we, me, I was just talking to Willie about the equation of life and how Jerry Lewis does an amazing job creating this film um, from point of view shots about the acting, the director side, the writing, and Jerry Lewis does a fantastic job. Much love, Jerry. We are very supportive and very proud of you for the film that you have made. So I was just talking about the writing. Um, what do you think about the dialogue in this film? It's very real. It's so realistic that you know, it, it doesn't stand out, which is a good thing, because you don't really think, oh, you know, this is, this is written by a writer. You're thinking these are the characters saying this. You know, it's like you're watching real life. And you were talking about short films and independent films. They're becoming more popular every day, and I'm happy to see that because some of the best films out there are independent and... Um, short films, no disrespect to feature films coming out this in theaters, but what do you think about that, that they're getting more um, popular? I think it's great. Back, back in the, the 80s and early 90s, we had an independent wave you know, of these new artistic great movies, and then we kind of lost that. Now independent films can have a budget of like $100 million, like Cloud Atlas. What Jerry has done has taken a genre and made it a short film, which is even more difficult and he's done a brilliant job with it. I think it's a great throwback, and I think it's something we all should do. Agreed. And back then, it was kind of hard to make films. Getting cameras were very expensive. Nowadays, you can film a movie on your phone. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> film filmmaking is very accessible nowadays, and that can be. I think it's a very, very good thing for cinema. And every time you get maybe like a new PC, they, they always have a movie editing software. Yeah. You can <laughs> tripods, flips, cameras. I mean, all this stuff is you can just get. And I think the biggest advice that for people, young filmmakers out there, is just do it. I don't feel there's really any limitations anymore. Mm -hmm. If you really have a story or a script or just a visual idea you want to put on screen, just do it. That's right. Take risks. And taking risk in film is a big thing to do, but it's also, it pays off. So, how many stars would you give this film? I give this film um, four out of five stars. And why is that? 
I love the movie, but I, as a critic, I have to think from other people's point of views. I'm just not sure how much others will react to the minimum, you know, budgeting of the film, how, how minimalistic it is, because they're so used to seeing these big productions. Oh, yes. But for those who, who can consider the story over the production, I think they'll love it just as much as I did. Yes. And it's not, it's not about, I don't feel like it's too much about the, the special effects or just how much... Um, spaceships you can get into a film, but just how strong the story is, and this is a very strong storyline and lines. And what do you what do you think about the age range for this film? Um, I think this film needs to be shown to every child in elementary until high school. Mm-hmm. That's from about six to eighteen. I think it's a very important movie for everyone to see. It's one of the best movies about its subject matter that that I've ever seen. Totally agree. There there may be some. There's only one word which I'm, I don't want to say, but that's both appropriate. But I don't know if kids may want to hear it or not, if their parents want to hear it. And there's a twist this film, I'm not going to say, but I feel like kids are able to handle more than people think they can. So I, I totally agree with you that many kids should be seeing this film and talk to their parents about bullying of all kinds, cyber, physical, emotional. I, I agree completely. And what is your take on bullying in society? Do you feel like they're doing a good job trying to really crack down on that? Um, uh, as a high schooler who's, who's <laughs> seen a lot of bullying, I think more could be done. But I think that um, as awareness is being picked up through commercials and radio and films such as this, I think it, it really is being cracked down upon. And, and the rules and the punishments are being made stricter. So I think the solution to bullying um, is, is, is growing. I totally agree. There's a club in my school, as as a middle schooler. There's um, we have something called Plus Club, which we try, which is a club that we make our school, not just ours, but all schools around our district, better schools to learn, to be a part of. It cracks down both bullying of all kinds. So, is if there is there any advice you want to give to our viewers about how to handle bullying if you watch it or if you are experiencing it right now? I, I as as someone who's um who's seen it and experienced it, I think the the finest and the most effective thing you can do is to just tell tell a responsible adult, your parents, a principal, a teacher, and, and they, they will help you. Okay. Well thank you so much really for talking about the equation in life. Thank you for having me. It was great talking to you. This film is out on DVD October 14th, so check it out. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions to watch our video reviews of the latest film and DVD releases. And to learn how you too can become a Kids First film critic, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Also check us out on Kids First blog and the teen section of Huffington Post. We are sponsored by Kidstar. We empower kids. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week. Hello, my name is Cynthia Marie from Phoenix, Arizona and host of Bookworm. The Kids Store album of the month this month is Back in School, Neil Brewer and Friends. Let's listen to Dodgeball. Look out, Mary's got the ball. And her eyes are set on you She's lean, she's mean, she's quick and tall There's nothing you can do One time she drew a beat on Fred Back when he first moved in 
she slung one straight upside his head. Fred hasn't played since then. We laughed when we first saw her throw. With that wind-up fling and twirl, now every single kid I know tries throwing like that girl, but none of us have matched her way. Perhaps it's in the eyes. We only know that when she plays, we drop like swatted flies. Dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary gonna make us fall. It ought to be against the law. She should even play at all. Dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary sure is beautiful But friend, I wouldn't tell her that Cause she'll wind up hard And you'll wind up flat Same thing happens every day Mary puts us in our place Though we try, we cannot get away From that Mona Lisa face Each day we wonder who it is She's gonna level first And when she's through with what she does We all line up for the nurse Dodgeball, dodgeball Mary's gonna make us fall It ought to be against the law She should even play at all Dodgeball, dodgeball Mary sure is beautiful But friend, I wouldn't tell her that Cause she'll wind up job I'll do, but I can bet I'm no one girl who's gonna run a wrecking crew, dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary gonna make us fall, it ought to be against the law, she should even play it on, dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary sure is beautiful, but friend I wouldn't tell her that cause she'll wind up hard, she gonna wind up hard, she gonna wind up And you wind up flat Look out Mary's scalpy ball And her eyes Are set on you The Kid Star Album of the Month is Back in School by Neil Brewer and Friends All musical proceeds Neil Brewer and friends received are donated to the Harvard Stem Cell Institute to put an end to muscular dystrophy. For more information, go to the Kidstar website, www.kidstar.org.